Hey there, everybody. Welcome to the How to Lead podcast. My name is Adam Torno, joined as always by Clay Scroggins. Clay, uh, we're recording this in the fall, back to school time. You were at a back to school event recently, and uh, a teacher stood up in one of your kids' classes, talked about a little class rule, and it was like, hey, I don't, that's a great rule. And I don't know if we ever outgrow that rule. So you want to, you want to tell that story real quick? Yeah. Shout out to Mrs. Holly at Atlanta classical Academy. She did this. um, I loved what she did. Uh, She was talking through just some of her class rules. She had some parents in the room. It was parent night. And she said, look, we use a clip system. So everybody starts on, you know, you start on perfect behavior, but every now and then something's going to happen. And I'm going to tell you, you need to move your clip down, right? Mm. You were talking while I was talking. You didn't follow a class rule, whatever it may be. I just know in our home, boy, when, it, when your clip gets moved down, these kids, it is like the wheels have come off. I mean, yes. they are a mess, right? <laughs> and so our third grader, I know is very sensitive to this. And I thought her, I actually took what she said and then applied it to our ninth grader the very next day who had a challenge with uh, a, a dress code infraction that she felt Uh-oh. like was uh, unjust. Yeah. And she demanded justice. <laughs> and she was getting injustice. And I said, let me tell you what Ms. Holly said last night. So I thought this was great. She said, "Here's." She said, let me just let you know, I am not all-knowing. I am not perfectly just. There are going to be moments where I make a call in the moment to ask your third grader to move his or her clip down. And I might have been wrong. I mm. might not have seen what I thought that I saw. She said, what I don't want you, your third grader to do is to come home and tell you about it. Oh, Mrs. Holly is the worst. And then for you to set up a parent meeting or for you to rip off an email, <laughs> for you to call me the next day and be like, how dare you yes. move my third grader's clip down? <laughs> no, what I want you to do is I really want to teach these third graders how to be advocates for themselves. Mm. I want you to tell your third grader, well, tomorrow at lunch, go talk to Mrs. Holly. She's not all-knowing. She's not perfectly just. She might have missed it. And if you think so, go ask her. Hey, may I talk to you about what happened yesterday? Because you asked me to move my clip down and I feel like I was doing the right thing, not the wrong thing. Mm. And I thought that was a remarkable lesson, not just for third graders, but I think there's something in it for all of us to learn how to negotiate with our boss. Because oftentimes I've seen younger leaders who have said, no, I'm not coming in this weekend or no, I'm not going to take on that project or no, I don't think that's a good idea and I'm not going to do it. I had a I had a manager the other day tell me that if I wasn't in a different mood, I would have fired that employee on the spot because of insubordination. <laughs> and I was like, "Whoa, this that's is serious." Such, yeah, that's such a that's like brings up um, you know, one of those kids movies with that they're at the military school and that's like a word that the the headmaster <laughs> it does. uses. It does. Insubordination, but and that's where I love this because we will never outgrow that principle that the yeah. great Miss Holly talked about. And uh, I think it really is a key to success in our careers, especially early on in our careers, is learning how to negotiate with your boss without coming across like you're being insubordinate, like you're just yeah. trying to uh, be a challenger just because you want to be this rebel who wants to say no <laughs> to everything. That is a real people skill. And the sooner we it can is. learn that, the better. And um And so there's a lot of things here. We're going to talk mainly to team members, you know, to maybe some younger leaders today, but there's definitely some principles in here for a team leader to think about as well uh, with this. And I think just real quickly for the team leader to let the people on your team know um, that it is okay to negotiate, right? Like I am open to negotiation on a lot of these decisions that we make and decisions that I make. I'm way open to negotiation. 
But the process that we go through to negotiate really does matter. And uh, if you come across as being always being disagreeable, it's going to be really, really difficult for us to make some progress with all of this. So if Adam, I was going to, yeah, I'm sorry, but can I jump in and just say what uh, you referenced an episode? It was probably about a year ago where we talked about an adjacent topic to this that might be if, if this tickles your fancy, if you feel like this is something <laughs> yes. that you're really in the middle of right now, this might be an additional resource. Do you have the title of it right there in front of you? Uh, I think it's like how to say no without coming across as entitled. It was October of 22 is when we did this. So those, right. those, uh, in the deep dive archives of the how to lead podcast, uh, they'll be able to go find that, but no, it was, a, it was relevant about a year ago. It's still relevant today. And, and this is just another flavor, uh, of that, of that topic. But if I was going to summarize what Miss Holly talked about is, um, it's like, let's obey and then let's ask why afterwards. Okay. Yeah. Now that sounds super childish. So I'm maybe, not saying maybe, that, maybe if you want to make it sound pithy, comply, then ask why. There, See, Clay, if it wasn't for you, uh, we would not have pithy little statements like that. Now, that that can sound a little juvenile and like, hey, we're all yeah. adults here, but let's just just think about that for a second. And what the, what we're saying there is the process and the order matters is yeah. sometimes our boss is just going to say, we need to do this because there's something going on. And we're going to have to read that moment and go, I think right now I'm just going to put that new cover sheet on the TPS report. <laughs> right. And then I'll ask Even though the old cover sheet was fine. Was fine. It's just the yep. logo changed. And, yep. but I'm going to, I'm going to comply now because now that feels like the best thing to do. And then I'm going to ask why later and, and ask if we can talk about that. Sometimes that's the, that's a great way to, to negotiate without coming across as insubordinate is, uh, or entitled is to just go, yeah, I'll say yes to that now. And then I'd love to loop back. I'd love to hear some more, but it seems like right now this is super urgent. So we're just going to do it. Yeah. I would say, uh, the learning how to ask why on the mm. back end of the comply is really important. But I think if you're, you know, to use the example, your boss asks you to show up for an event that you weren't prepared to show up for, or that you were going to use a contractor for, or you feel like you don't have the margin for it to be able to say, yes, if that's what you need me to do, absolutely. I can do it. However, may I ask you a couple of questions about it? You that's said right. you need it on Thursday. Would you be willing to accept it on Friday? And here's why, because I think if I got one more quote, I think because if I put two more hours of work into it, it would be even better. But if you need it on Thursday, I'll absolutely get it to you then. It's just showing, hey, I'm not trying to be defiant. That's I'm, right. I'm in. I'm doing what you need yep. me to do. But I just want you to know that my intent is to help make your life easier, help make your life even better. So yeah, That's I right. love the first one is to just, there are plenty of times where we have to just comply and then go, you know what, I'm going to ask about it later. Yeah. So that order matters. And I think it really can go a long way. And that helps us develop that skill, helps us develop courage to go back and have that conversation and to do it from a very curious, inquisitive uh, pr perspective that usually is met with, um, that's usually met positively. Now, the second one you alluded to there, the second principle, yeah. if we're going to learn how to do this and negotiate without coming across yeah. as insubordinate is getting in the habit of declaring your intent. Uh, yeah. declare your intent, declare your intent as many times as you can, um, or, or often, probably more often than you want to. And it's, it's like that where you're going, Hey, can we, that, that, that decision for Thursday rather than the Friday, 
I'm I'm not disagreeing with it. I do have a few questions. That's my intent. It's just I'm a little curious, and I, I there's a few more details I need. Yep. Little phrases like that go a long way to let somebody yep. know where you're coming from. Because here, newsflash, uh, nobody can read your mind. Nobody knows what's going on under the hood, so to speak. And so the more you as a communicator can let people know, here's what's going on under the hood. Uh, here's why I'm asking this. That is a great tactic to help us negotiate uh, and stay in that negotiation lane and not come across as like we're being an ins- insubordinate. The situation that I experienced recently, what what I think happened was I think this younger leader felt like they were getting walked over. The boss was, it was actually like the boss's boss was saying, hey, I'm going to need you to be here for this. I mean, it's a little bit like office space, right? Like I'm going to need you to come in on Saturday, you know? And I think they were in a season where they were really trying to, this this younger leader was trying to put up some boundaries, trying to have some self-respect, trying to advocate for himself. But what unintentionally it communicated was I'm not willing, right? That the intent seemed like it was, I'm only looking out for me. When the truth was he had it covered, he had the solution already in play, but he didn't, to your point, the boss is not a mind reader and the boss didn't know that he had already thought it through. The boss was, all the boss heard was, I'm asking you to do something and you're telling me no. And so what else am I supposed to believe? I didn't know you had it all figured out because you didn't tell me. That's so right. Over, I, I think the key is not only being able to identify your intent, but to, to over communicate it, yep. to over communicate. Hey, I just want to let you know, I've got it taken care. It's going to be great. I've already figured it out. It's going to be perfect. If you need me to be there, I will be there. That's number one. But number two is, but I'm telling you, it's going to be a great event. It's going to work out. I've already thought through all the problems with it and the details of it. It's going to be great. I've got solutions for all that. That's right. Just learning how to communicate that is, that is advocate. That is part of advocating for yourself. And I don't want to undersell the skill of advocating for yourself. I think that's what I really appreciated about Miss Holly is she was really showing a student so much respect by going, learn how to stick up for yourself, learn how to advocate for yourself. But part of doing that is in being able, being willing to over-communicate and declare your intentions. That's right. You know what all this is, is this is, uh, and before we get into the last one, I mean, this is, um, this is just, this is adulting. This is being an adult. <laughs> it is. It because really is. the other option is to sit there and gossip and complain and totally. have, per, have pretend conversations as you're driving home and complain to your friends uh, at small group or over coffee or over lunch and on the weekend and dread going to work. When you have so much power, it's just sitting down and having an adult conversation with somebody. That's right. And I know That's somebody's right. sitting there going, but you don't know my boss and you don't know what they're like. You're right. I don't. But uh, I, I do know a lot of bosses and a lot of them will respond to the process and the way, and they're way open to negotiation. And again, if you're a boss listening to this, the, what you can do is, is let your team know, again, I'll say it again, that you are open to negotiation. Like, here's a process. If you disagree with me, it, you do me no favors by just gossiping about that. Let's talk yep. about it. Let's talk yep. about it. And let's talk about it like adults. So the last one is a quote. We're going to make it our own. We're pretty sure John <laughs> Maxwell came up with it. but or, um, Well, he, he definitely attributed it to himself probably, but he might have gotten it from somewhere else. <laughs> but this I'm is something kidding. that's just good for us to know um, about negotiation. Yeah. And d- so what, what is the quote? How, how would you say Yeah, it? If you'll decide in your life to give other people what they want, to serve other people and help other people get what they want, you will... N- 
always find that you can get what you want. Yep. It just works that way. It does. And the same is true with your boss, that negotiation is all about learning how to make sure you're giving the boss what the boss wants. And if you do that, you will, it is the best way to ultimately get what it is that you want. Yep. And so when your boss is saying, hey, I need this by this time, when your boss is saying, I'm going to need you to come in, when your boss is saying, I need you to take on an additional project, I'm going to need you to add this to, do, to your to-do list. If you can start with, all right, I'm willing to pause, even if that makes me feel frustrated, makes me feel overwhelmed, makes me, you know, increases my anxiety. I'm going to pause and think about what does the boss want. I'm going to do what I can do to make sure I, the boss gets what the boss wants because that is the most sure way that I'm going to be able to get what I want. It's just a principle that is true in life, and it's certainly true in negotiation. That's right. That's right. And that is uh, that is so good. And so again, uh, lean into these conversations. You can the when you ask why matters with that process of what Miss Holly was talking about. Getting in the habit of declaring your intent, uh, engaging in these conversations, not just letting them fester. And then just remembering that this is ultimately the path to getting what you want a lot of times. And, and Clay, it's interesting, this is coming off the heels of what we talked about with fulfillment. Uh, for sometimes when we're negotiating well or we are giving others what they want, uh, one of the things we may get out of that is a tremendous amount of fulfillment. Uh, we may That's find exactly a tremendous right. amount of meaning of why do I matter? Who do I matter to? Well, i tell you what, if you're one of those people that is giving others what it is that they want and helping them, you're going to matter to a lot of people. And for that some of us, that right. is going to be very, very motivating and very fulfilling that we, uh, that we can get through. And then I would say on the flip side, Adam, if you don't do this, if you just comply and roll your eyes and stuff all that negative emotion, you can fast forward you know, three months, six months, nine months, a year down the road, you know what, what where you're going to end up. You're going to be in a place of resentment where you resent your boss and you resent the place of employment. And the fulfillment is the carrot, the lack of resentment. Uh, it might be the, the stick. It might be the thing that, hey, I don't want you to end up in a place where you resent your boss or resent your place of employment, where you're finding yourself bemoaning the very place that you have to go and spend eight hours of your day, whether remotely or even in person. And so I just would say for your own personal health, the more you can learn how to do this, the more likely you are to find your soul in a healthy place. That's right. Because if not, you'll just find your soul eaten up with bitterness, resentment, anger, and frustration about a pretty significant aspect of your life. That's right. That's right. Okay, Clay, great topic. Uh, good to be with you as always. We'll talk next time. Yeah, thanks, Adam. Well, that's all we got for today's episode of the How to Lead podcast. You can always reach out to us via email. We can be reached at info at howtolead.work. That's info at howtolead.work. Every episode is mixed and edited by the team over at Sound of a Rose. You can learn more about them at soundofarose.com. Thank you so much for listening. We'll talk to you again next time.